0: You can contact the program by calling 866-41-ABIDE or by visiting us on the web at WVR.org. And now, without further delay, here's your host, Jim Wood. We're continuing our study of the Gospel according to Luke, and we are in chapter 7. Luke chapter 7, beginning in verse 36. Luke chapter 7, beginning in verse 36, this is God's Word. Now, one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, so he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. When a woman who had lived a sinful life in that town learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster jar of perfume, and as she stood behind him at his feet, weeping Tell me, teacher, he said, two men owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back. So he canceled the debts of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt canceled. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, for she loved much. But he who has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this? who even forgives sins. Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. May God add his blessing to this reading from his holy and inspired word. One of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him. Did Jesus know what that Pharisee's attitude was? Yes, just like he knew what kind of woman this was, just like he knew what the Pharisee was thinking when he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, etc., and Jesus answered him. I love that. He's thinking, and Jesus answers, because Jesus knows I want to remind you of something we've said before. He knows what's going on right now in your life. He knows what's going on in your mind and in your heart. He knows what's going on in your future. He knows. Jesus, knowing as he did about what was in people's hearts, when he was invited to the Pharisees' house, he went. I love that. Jesus could have said to the Pharisee, no, you are not inviting me to your home because you respect me, because you love me, because you want to learn from me. You're inviting me to your house because I've been doing all these miracles and you're curious. You want to see more. And let me just tell you something. Jesus knows everything about everybody. And no matter who you're with, while you're sitting there assessing them, God's looking at what's going on in you. Be careful what your attitude is toward others. Because This Pharisee didn't feel in any way that he was on trial. He thought Jesus was. He thought he's bringing Jesus to his home to assess Jesus. But what's being revealed is who he is. Abiding in Christ with Pastor Jim Wood is listener-supported. You can make a difference in the lives of those who hear this message and the lives of children at Wears Valley Ranch. We are grateful for gifts of any amount. Please visit us online at wvr.org. That's wvr.org. Or send in a donation to Wears Valley Ranch at 100 One Fine Place, Sevierville, Tennessee, 37862. That's where's Valley Ranch at 101 Fine Place, Sevierville, Tennessee, 37862. To step out of my comfort zone, into the realm of the unknown where Jesus is. So one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, so he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at table. Jesus will show up. And when a woman who had lived a sinful life in that town learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster jar of perfume, and as she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair and kissed them and poured perfume on them. This is very hard for us to wrap our minds around because this is not the way we do dinner. Uh, We don't recline at the table that's just not our culture but Jesus was doing exactly what was culturally appropriate in this setting he's reclining at table and this woman comes up behind him and is leaning over and weeping and her tears begin to wet Jesus feet now Not only was it customary to recline at the table when you were enjoying a meal, and not only was it customary to recline at the table, but it was customary that if you invite somebody to your home, you take care of them. Starting when they walk in the door, if you were in a position to have servants, the lowest, and most people were The lowest servant on the ladder was the person who washed feet. That was not a task everybody was eager to do. That was something that the lowest servant did. The lowest ranking servant did that. If you didn't have somebody to wash the feet of your guest, the very least you could do is to provide your guest with some water to wash their own feet that would not be a very good welcome but it would be the bare minimum of hospitality. It would also be customary when you're welcoming someone to give them a kiss. Now that's awkward in our culture. I have tried at times to follow that biblical injunction because we are repeatedly encouraged in the New Testament epistles to greet one another with a kiss. And um, that goes totally against my nature Totally against my upbringing, but uh, I try on occasion to do that. But in this culture, that was standard. What would be awkward and surprising in this culture is not to greet somebody with a kiss. When Judas was coming to betray Jesus in the garden, he kissed him because that's what everybody did. And of course, in his case, it was totally phony, it was a kiss of betrayal, and Jesus knew it. But in this case, not only was there no water to wash the feet, not only was there no customary greeting with a kiss, not only was there no oil to put on your hair, because that was customary, None of the customary welcome was extended to Jesus who had been invited to the Pharisee's house. Do you understand that? So the man says, would you come and and eat with me? Jesus says yes, and then the guy stiffs him. Doesn't treat him like a guest. It's just, okay. Now this woman had heard that Jesus was going to eat with him because This was an opportunity in the town. Jesus was a celebrity. Jesus has been doing all kinds of miracles. Word is spread all over the place. And so, this famous man who's doing these amazing things is going to be at this guy's house. And there's time for the word to spread. And this woman hears the word and she shows up. Doesn't say she was invited. She just came. She shows up, and people know who she is, because she hadn't just sinned, we've all sinned, she had lived a sinful life in that town. Some people go off and do bad stuff elsewhere and hope that it doesn't get, word doesn't get back to the folks back home. This woman had lived a sinful life in that town. People knew her. They knew what she did. They knew that she was bad news. But she learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. And so she brought an alabaster jar of perfume. This is a very expensive perfume in a very expensive container. And as she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and then wipe them with her hair And she kissed them and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, not said to the person next to him, he said within himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. This guy clearly had a very low opinion of her and a very high opinion of himself. He didn't see himself as a sinner. He was was a good person. He was a Pharisee, for goodness sake. They were the most strict people. They were not the priests. They were the lay people who engaged in tons and tons of rigorous observance of the law. Not just the law of God, the laws that had grown up among men to try and build a fence around the law of God. And so, this guy says she's a sinner. And if Jesus were really a prophet, he'd know that. But he said it to himself. Jesus answered him. (laughs) Jesus answered him. Jesus could have just gotten up and left, but he didn't. He spoke to this man who was so self-righteous. Simon, I have something to tell you. Oh, tell me, teacher. Rabbi, I'm, I'm just eager to learn. Totally phony. Tell me, teacher, he said. And so Jesus said there were two men who owed money to a moneylender. And one of them owed ten times as much as the other. But neither one could pay their debt. So the moneylender canceled the debt of both. Now which one will love the man more? I want you to notice something. Although both owed money. One had a much bigger debt than the other and yet neither, neither could repay what they owed. What do we owe? Our lives. The wages of sin is death. The debt that we have incurred before a holy God is that we deserve to spend forever in hell. How are you going to pay that off? What are you going to offer in exchange? What can a person offer in exchange for their life? Money won't do it. Effort won't do it. Good works won't do it. There is no way that you and I can repay what we owe. We are still receiving from God Every time we breathe. We owe him everything. And if we get something to try and bring to God to repay the debt, it's folly because everything is his creation. He owns it all. So what are you going to give God? Well, I'll give you some of my time. You get your time from him. Neither one could repay the debt, and so the one to whom they owed canceled the debt of both. Now, which of them will love him more, Simon? Simon says, well, I I, I suppose the one who owed more, who had the larger amount canceled. Jesus said, good guess. You have judged correctly. And then he turned toward the woman, but he's still speaking to Simon. He's looking at her, but he says to Simon, do you see this woman? You see, Simon's like, he ought to know who this is. And Jesus is like, "Do do you really see her? Do you see this woman? What do you see? when you look at another person? Do you look at them with contempt? Do you despise them? Do you look down on them because they're not your status? Jesus said, I came into your house and you didn't give me any water for my feet. But she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman, from the time I entered, has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume, more valuable, much more valuable. She has poured perfume, not on my head, but on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven. Now, where did the subject of her many sins come up? It came up in Simon's mind. Simon hadn't said that. He just thought it. Jesus knew what he thought, and now Jesus says it. Has this woman sinned? Yes, a lot. Is sin bad? Yes, very. Jesus knows better than anybody how bad sin is because he's going to die for us. He's going to take the punishment we deserve for our sins. He knows that it's bad. He knows that the penalty is death. Her sins, her many sins, have been forgiven. For she loved much, but he who has been forgiven little, loves little. Was Jesus saying that because she loved God, God would forgive her sins? No. Jesus is saying that because God loved her, God forgave her sins, and the result was she loved God. The Bible says we love Him because He first loved us. We don't earn God's salvation by loving Him. We love Him because He saves us. He changes our heart. He doesn't just forgive us. He changes our heart so that we love Him. That's His doing. He he takes the blinders off our eyes. He gives us a heart of flesh where once we had a heart of stone. He changes us on the inside. She's been forgiven. Her sins have been forgiven. You know how you can tell? She loved much. When did the man whose debt was forgiven love the money lender? When he had the debt? No. When his debt was forgiven. If you do not love God... It ought to concern you deeply because the one who's been forgiven is grateful. Then Jesus said to her, all that before, that paragraph before, Jesus is talking to Simon. Now he speaks to her. He says, your sins are forgiven. He had already told Simon that her sins were forgiven. But he wants her to hear it from him. Your sins are forgiven. Well, when the other people at the meal heard this, they're in shock. This is now the second time this has come up where Jesus is saying to somebody, your sins are forgiven. Only God can forgive sins. Remember the guy who was lowered down through the roof? And Jesus said to him, your sins are forgiven? And and people are like, he can't do that. Only God can forgive sins. Yes. So take a clue. You're in the presence of Almighty God. God is sitting there at the table in Simon's home, and Simon is feeling like he is the righteous one. Jesus said, do you see her? Simon didn't even see Jesus. Not really perceived, not really recognized, not really understand. And the people didn't either. They're trying to decide what kind of prophet he is. Is he really a prophet? Is he genuine? Is this real? Are these miracles real? The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this? who even forgives sins. Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Wow. She has not just been forgiven, she has been saved, and it has to do with the fact that she had faith. So I guess apparently, how much faith we have is what saves us. No. We receive God's grace, which saves us, by faith. Faith is the means whereby we receive God's grace. And that, according to Ephesians 2, is not of ourselves. It is the gift of God. Not a result of works. You don't work it up. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. You believe what God says. But it's not how much faith we have, it's what our faith is placed in. Who are you believing in? Who are you trusting? This woman had been forgiven much, and therefore she loved much. She wasn't concerned about how it was going to come across to other people, what were other people going to think, what were other people going to say. She was just pouring out her love on Jesus. And So he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. You've been listening to Abiding in Christ. If you have questions that you'd like for us to tackle on the program or comments that you want to make, I want to invite our listeners to call 866-41-ABIDE. That's our toll-free number, 866-41-ABIDE or contact us on the web at wvr.org.